Greetings, buddies, and welcome back to another episode of My Life, Not Yours. I can't believe this episode is going to be about something that I've already started getting the hibbly jibblies about, if that's even a word. What I'm going to talk about is shall I, shan't I, why can't I, why won't I, why am I getting too much into the detail? Welcome back, people to procrastination and perfection. Two of my favourite P's. Do you know, (laughs) when I think about this, I thought it was my star sign. I'm a Virgo, I'm organised, meticulous, attention to detail, almost OCD if I'm honest. And I know that other Virgos are pretty much like me. Now, let's not get this twisted. I'm not saying you have to be into star signs, but just check out the characteristics of your sign when you were born and then you'll know what I'm talking about. Without further ado, I think I am a perfectionist in quite a lot of ways. And actually it's quite a horrible feeling because it can be really inhibiting. Let me give you an example before I even get into this episode. So I've got a friend coming over for dinner. I decide on this tart that I'm going to make. A summer tart, by the way. (laughs) I'm going to make this summer tart. I love cooking. I love cooking. I absolutely love cooking. So this particular recipe says you need a 28 centimetre pan. And I think I'm sure I've got one. When I go and have a look for this pan, I've got 26 centimetres. I've got 30. Plus this pan needs to be nonstick, a nonstick frying pan that can go in the oven. I then, (laughs) this is what I'm like. I go online and I'm looking for a 28 centimetre nonstick oven proof frying pan. And I've been looking for an hour. And then in the end, I got so bored, I just bought one. But can you see what I mean? I've been procrastinating and I'm a perfectionist. So I have to have the saucepan, even if the fucking tart turns out crap. (laughs) That's a whole lot of my time just wasted looking for a frying pan. But anyway, the tart will be lovely. I'm going to tell my friend the effort I went into making that tart. And I mean, the preparation of buying the bloody pan. What I really want to speak to you about today is, I'll tell you something, the amount of people I know who procrastinate, and whilst we can laugh, there's a more sinister side to procrastination and perfection. In fact, Harvard School even have research papers on it and stuff, but I'm going to keep it quite simple. Sometimes everything can take me twice as long because I don't know if I procrastinate and I'll explain what procrastination is because it's not as simple as what it sounds. But the curse of the two P's are a force to be reckoned with. And I think it's time I went deep. (sighs) I'm going to call it the kiss of death. Yet procrastination and perfection are often known as this, but subject to opinion, they don't always go hand in hand, but there are a lot of similarities between the two. So let's let's take procrastination, right? You must be familiar with that popular one-liner, I'll do it, but not now. There's kind of a reason for that. I know it sounds silly, but there is why people do it. And it's in a nutshell, they fear the outcome. So let's get into this a little bit more. It's actually a form of stress relief. Yet for me, I see it as pain a pain in the butt and really quite bloody stressful because I remember when I was uh, getting ready for this massive holiday a couple of years ago. In fact, I was getting ready to go to Kenya. And what happened is I was so excited about the thought of going, but everything had to be in its place. And you know, I researched it for about six months before making this decision. It was for one of my big birthdays. 
and I knew somebody out there. This is how the mind was going. I knew this person, but I didn't know what their house would be like and should I stay there and do this and that and whatever. So I procrastinated about that. Then I knew I wanted to go on safari and to travel to other different places in Kenya. But what was really interesting is the person that I knew out there had actually put me in touch with somebody to sort of do a bespoke trip, which included staying with her and so forth. But literally... This poor woman in Kenya had put together this fantastic itinerary. And I think partly because I was going on my own. I looked at every single detail, which isn't a bad thing you may be saying, right? You're going off there, you're going on your own, even though you've got somebody that you're going to go and sort of bunk up with a couple of nights. I was out there for nearly three weeks. But what I found inhibiting was the fact that I would ask things like can you tell me a bit more about the hotel even though I'd looked at it online I could book it myself the first part I went back and forwards oh shall I book it on Expedia shall I book it on booking.com shall I do it on Trivago it was just ridiculous and guess what when I got to Kenya the holiday went like clockwork and was absolutely one of the best things I've ever done and I just thought all that stress I put myself through. And just in relation to that as well, when I'm going on holiday, Jesus, I think I should um, actually film myself because I have now taken to pack in the suitcase one week before I'm about to go on a major holiday because it takes me so long. Clothes talk to me. They say, you haven't worn me for a long time, teen. Can you put me on? Can you put me in the suitcase? So literally, because weight fluctuates, you know, you might put on a pound here and there. I try nearly everything on, number one. I fling it all in the suitcase and then I had to approach of elimination. So yeah, it, it gets a little bit tedious. So imagine this happening to me. I go to America for a holiday and my suitcase gets lost in the airport. Can you imagine? And it was Christmas Eve. I couldn't think of anything worse. I was stuck in Washington Dulles. Well, I wasn't stuck. Somebody came to get me and they were fantastic dealing with my isms. And all I could think about is, can we just go to the supermarket and buy some fucking underwear? I couldn't concentrate that night. The airport said they'd phone us if it was found. I couldn't relax. I could not relax. Actually, I'm lying. No, it was Christmas Day. But because, sorry, Christmas Eve, because in America, they don't really celebrate Christmas too tough, do they? Because it's Thanksgiving. So no one was in any big shakes. And then we got the call and we sort of went from wherever I was staying to back to Washington to last my friend took me and it's about an hour and a half drive and oh my god I was so grateful to him (laughs) but it was just that I couldn't relax I couldn't just accept okay you've lost your suitcase I think one thing I did learn from that though do not put all your valuables in there there were Christmas presents I had jewelry so I take to put in a spare pair of panties in my hand luggage and all my things that mean the world to me because clothes are nothing right even the Christmas presents could have gone walkies but my point is I was just stressing that I think that we can procrastinate and for most it's the fear of the outcome so when you rationalize it this is why people procrastinate and I've got a friend she's always going to be doing something and all now I'm still waiting for some of these things to materialize and I when I read up on this and I thought why do we procrastinate you know I'm going to do this I'm going to do that yeah I've got this great idea and then nothing happens I think it is the fear of the outcome and that is why people do it take Kenya I was fearing, is something going to happen to me out there? Is the hotel going to be shit? Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm not quite sure how it fitted into going to America and losing my suitcase because I wasn't procrastinating because, you know, the deed was done. But there's this fear. And I think there are great examples of people when they go for jobs or not go for jobs. And I think I gave an example the other week when there was something in the application form and I thought I can't do it. So I procrastinated over whether I do it. Um, And this was for a non-executive board director role. 
But yeah, for going for jobs, people put it off because they're scared of the outcome. And what's the worst that can happen? You don't get the job. I'll never forget a couple of years ago, not a couple of years ago, what am I talking about? We're talking 20 odd years ago. So it's when I first did my, I did a diploma in sport. And anyway, part of this course, we had to go on this outdoor pursuits weekend. It wasn't mandatory. It was optional. They said they needed a decision within 48 hours. And all I could think about was the fear of sleeping in a tent or this outdoor pursuits place, all the outdoor activities that we had to do. I was already thinking about what the aim of the trip was for, which was teamwork and, you know, getting our coaching qualified qualifications and so forth in the end I kept I kept saying to my tutor at the time I'll let you know I'll let you know I'll let you know and they got so pissed off with me that they said right you're coming because if you don't come you're going to get kicked off the course because you need to do these qualifications when we're there and you know what this happened to me so much once I get into it I actually really love it the thing is about procrastination it stops us failing and failing is just as scary as taking action so you have this cycle of bullshit that goes on really I think in my younger days it didn't really affect me too much because I couldn't think too hard but I think just by nature I just hate things going wrong and historically uncertainty was part of my past I needed a lifetime guarantee before doing something does that make sense if you're uncertain about what the outcome's going to be and you don't want to get things wrong then you procrastinate because you fear failure and I never wanted to be a failure and I think having been put down so much I think it made it worse but there were worse people than me I wasn't even supposed to be at the center of this conversation today but I am because that's just who I am for this podcast. Another thing I realised, sorry, I didn't realise actually, I found quite interesting when I was looking this up the other day because I thought this is going to be an interesting one after doing self-belief last week, that people who are messy and disorganised, it's linked to procrastination as well. Mm, I'm not sure about that one. Are they disorganised because they can't work out what they want to do? Or if they want to do something, are they messy because they are fearing failure of someone being tidy? Yeah, I don't get that. But it was it was interesting. It was in a, in a paper. Okay, let's get on to signs of procrastination. When you delay starting a task... Could be research, could be something to do with work. But when you delay starting a task, it's because you're worrying about what the outcome's going to be or fear. And I seem to do this all the bloody time when it comes to purchasing a high-end item. A phone, for example. I need a new phone. Do you know I've been looking at this for like the last six weeks? Between two phones, I'll have about eight web browsers open looking at Samsung Galaxy S21. But then I read one little negative report about it and I'm off again. <laughs> I'm off on this trail of, oh God, let me just shut this all down and come back to it. So this has been going on for six, seven weeks and I don't know what the issue is. It's not money. It's not money at all. But I just keep thinking, I don't, do you know what? I don't know. I'm procrastinating about buying a bloody phone. The next one, giving up too soon. Hmm. Because if you give up trying, it makes sense because doing so, doing something means you're going to face failure. Now, I think it's safer and more secure to avoid scrutiny. And I've been a victim of that before. And actually, there's something now that I'm going through. And what has happened is I've put this thing. I'm not going to say what it is. I've put something into place and there was just something a little bit off where people weren't buying into it straight away. So I've postponed doing this thing and I'm almost in my comfort zone now because I'm thinking, well, actually, I can't fail because it's not on and blah, 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 blah and whatever. So I'm really recognising that I do procrastinate because I'm fearful of the outcome. And I guess what I'm trying to say 
here as well, that we need to start being self-aware of our not negative traits, of traits that may hold us back. Once you're self-aware, at least you can start fixing it. Another trait of um, procrastination is avoid making decisions. Um, I'm not too bad at this, actually. I don't know. After what you've heard, you must think, no, Tina, you've got OCD and procrastination ain't even the start of it. People who avoid making decisions, as I said, I don't think I'm that bad. I'm quite good at making a decision, especially if it comes to getting together and going out. (laughs) Maybe that's a joyful thing because the outcome can only be getting out and having a good time. Interestingly, according to Forbes, and if you don't know Forbes, Forbes is a magazine, a business magazine as well. And they do a lot of research and stuff. And, you know, 20% of people globally struggle with procrastination. So consider this, planning to do something something is not the same as actually doing it. So we can plan all we want. And I've been a victim of this. I'll plan and I'll plan and I'll plan. There was a brilliant example of this years ago. um, And I say years ago because I've got rid of it now, but I was going to do a barbecue. And all I could think about is the different people that would be there, the different dietary needs they had. And It drove me bloody insane. So what happened is I made this long, long list. I mean, everything from a chicken kebab to an aubergine stuffed with tomatoes. I must have had a list of about 50 pieces of food. And then the next part was because here's the perfectionist side coming in. I then had to make sure I had loads of pots, loads of cookware to put the stuff in to serve it. I then bought outside tables, all this kind of stuff. And then I thought, oh God, where do people sit? Bearing in mind, I've got enough seating. But I thought just in case, I didn't want anybody to be without. So I bought bean bags all outside. Do you know this fucking barbecue never happened? Because I just couldn't get to the point of actually inviting people. So that's where I mean that being a perfectionist or having or procrastinating can be quite inhibiting because what I should have just done is just got on with it. And instead, I went so much into the plan, 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 planning. It didn't even happen. So, you know, I didn't need to research and prepare till thy kingdom come. Also, use your intuition when deciding on which idea to progress, right? Okay, let's forget the barbecue. That was a non-starter. But I've seen it in work where creatives have brilliant ideas or, or, you know, even this said friend who's got fantastic ideas. And I said, just focus on one. It's better to have an idea that's in progress rather than having one that doesn't even exist. And I, I don't, again, I don't think I've been a victim of this because I don't think I have loads of ideas and think, oh, which one should I do? either think about it and think that's not going to fly because I get very rational about well what am I doing it for what is the why and then if there's something that you can outsource do it so if it's an idea or whatever it is whether it's okay you need to tackle the garden decking or do some cleaning and if you can afford to rather than procrastinate about getting your garden decking done whether it's sanding it, varnishing it or whatever, get someone else to do it. I'm very good at that now. I'm very good at that. So that's one thing I can be proud of finally. That's a little insight into being a procrastinator and my funny stories. Then perfectionist. I think most Virgos are perfectionists. How do you know if you're one? Here's a few. You expect high standards and I do. I think I really expect high standards from everything, whether it's in a restaurant with friends, is someone going to be holding the cutlery wrong because there is a right way to hold your cutlery by the way when you go out to a restaurant is someone literally going to be picking up the food with their hands whatever it is another one is you put undue pressure on yourself so if I've got something big coming up the next day especially if it's work related I basically won't sleep because I will be going over and over the detail in my head 
And then, you know, I've been in interviews before where I've gone over the interview, which is a good thing. But I've gone so over the top that I get into the interview and I forget everything I'm supposed to say. I'm pretty good at interviewing, but because I've put that pressure on myself, I then get brain fog and can't forget. But what I've managed to perfect excuse the pun, is that I'll laugh it off, make a joke of it, because I know my business and have done for over 20 years in terms of what I do. And um, I think another sign for knowing if you're a perfectionist is your life is so bloody organised and orderly with no room for error. I don't think I'm that bad, but I can say I'm on the spectrum. (laughs) I'm on the spectrum. And I sometimes get caught up in the detail. I remember some uh, workplaces having said that to me, Tina, you're getting to the detail, but what's the actual strategy or whatever it is? And I'm sure a lot of us are victims of that. And my worst one is if I'm doing a presentation, I mean, actually pulling it together, the font has to be all correct, the size of the images. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I will probably take longer to do something than somebody else, even though you'd never know it. As I said to you, I've sort of talked about the barbecue, but again, if people are coming to dinner, it's all meticulously planned. And I'll never forget one Christmas, I had um, some friends over for Christmas dinner. I said, oh, I'll do it at mine, thinking, yeah, this is a great idea. Well, of course, I went with a shopping list to the supermarket as long as my arm, and I was so excited. Do you know, I spent... Christmas Eve preparing for about four hours and then Christmas Day. (laughs) I remember this so well, it's so embarrassing. I was in the kitchen and I I don't do turkey or anything like that. I do really different things. Like I think we had a a plant-based and vegetarian. I think there was a bit of meat, but it wasn't over the top, but it was stuff I hadn't maybe cooked before. So I'm in the kitchen with a radio lad. I'm drinking wine on the job and no surprise there. And I'm getting into it. Friends come along. They come in mid-afternoon. I haven't really eaten, by the way. So as soon as I'm cooking for people, I don't really eat. So you know what happens? That produces gas. So you get not windy and not audibly windy but your stomach just fills up with air and then you don't want to eat because you've been cooking and blah 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 and then what happened is by the time we sat down to our Christmas dinner about five six o'clock I took one mouthful and threw up (laughs) I threw up all my hard-earned prep and beautiful food that everybody else appreciated apart from me and I do remember that my friend heard me throwing up in the toilet upstairs saying Tina you okay and I said uh yeah I've just been sick she said I thought so have some wine girl get it down yeah (laughs) anyway I am proud to say that us so-called perfectionists don't procrastinate um, more than anybody else actually in fact we procrastinate less because we're perfectionists um in a way we're not scared of failure so i'm just trying to show you the interlink between a perfectionist and a procrastinator perfectionism actually contributes to procrastination and i know that it contributes because i think about the times when i've thought about the outcome rather than just getting on and do it and i did there about getting something started because i needed it to be absolutely perfect And also rationalising everything is extremely discomforting. And so do I live with my perfectionism? I guess I have to. But there are so many people out there now that actually just embrace what they are. For me, I think that, yes, I do like things to be pretty perfect. I am trying to undo that a little bit because if I don't, I'm just going to drive myself bloody crazy. So I just think my thought for the day is imperfect action is better than no action at all. I just need to fucking do it. And so do you. Talking of procrastination, 19th of June, no, 19th of July is meant to be a freedom day 
for the UK from COVID. Freedom Day, what the hell does that mean? It sounds like we're all slaves. Well, I know we've been controlled for a year and a half, but I really don't like that that term, Freedom Day. That's what they're calling it, where all COVID restrictions are dropped. Do I wear a mask or don't I wear a mask? Do I integrate with people on a heavy level or do I not? These are questions that will be running around, not in my head, because guess what? I am going to go with the flow and just be safe. But life is too short to be worrying about what we're going to do the next day and how we're going to turn up for it. I just want to turn up every single day and have fun. There will be quieter days. So with that, I'm going to sign off and wish you a good one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of My Life Not Yours. It would mean the world to me if you could head over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes, rate and leave me a review. You can also spread the love and help grow my potty by sharing the link provided in my show notes. Until next time, take care.